Welcome to the Atlas Project. It's a new world. To navigate it, we need new maps. Each episode, best-selling author Chris Katana and Scott Jones saw 50,000 feet above the immediate headlines in politics, economics, science, and society. The Atlas Project aims to reveal the big picture of where humanity is headed and the choices we all need to face. Chris, my friend, welcome back to the podcast. Scott, it's good to be back. So I wanted to spend just a, a, a minute or two or a couple minutes, maybe 15 or 12 or 13 or some yet undetermined but brief number of minutes to talk well, you about. You give Scott something. a minute of your day and suddenly it becomes an hour. Exactly. But I wanted to talk about something that um, our guest for the show tomorrow, Sophia, has, uh, who is a medical um, public health expert in Toronto. She and I were talking a little bit and she reminded me very busy woman at the moment of a, yeah, it's very busy. She reminded me of a book that we talked about called proper confidence, which is written by this a guy named Bishop Leslie Newbegin. And he, um, the subtitle of the book is it's about like truth, doubt and skepticism in the, in the spiritual right, reality right, right. In, in late modernity. Right. I remember faith is the way to knowledge and doubt is the way to the truth. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And certainty is the way to nihilism. Mm. And as we were talking about that book, we, we talked about it for a while. She's the second person I talked to that week. Another was a philosophy, a, a philosopher of science from MIT, who also discovered the book through my interview podcast and has read it and liked it. And I thought, what a good kind of word for our time, because this is sort of what uh, a lot of our conversations have been about. And it's, I think, a lot of what the vibe of the base camp movement you've convened and are bringing about where you basically have this kind of all we've got in a pandemic is like we, we there's a sort of faith and, and trust we put in, in different places, right? We've got to choose. We're going to trust certain public officials. We're going to trust certain media sources. We're going to trust certain uh, scientific outlets. And then there's also this careful interplay of doubt and skepticism and criticism of those things. And that's how, you know, first we get knowledge, a knowledge base by faith and trust, but then we get to the truth by critically inquiring about the things we, we come to know uh, through uh, this faith and trust in various things in society. I think that like in a time of pandemic, that's all we've got. <laughs> and I think people want certainty and people want, uh, you know, a kind of, it, it, I think certainty always plays in anxious times. It's why sort of, autocratic uh, leaders and things like this in, in anxious times can be dangerous because they'll come promising certainty. Right. But we don't, we're not wired to the human condition. Doesn't um, certainty will, will dash us on the rocks every single time. Right. And so what we have is this careful interplay between faith and doubt, whether you're a religious person, irreligious person, you, you, you're choosing tr things to trust and believe in at the same time, needing to use your critical faculties to sort out, what knowledge isn't really true and what knowledge is just, is a working assumption. And that really, to me, seems to be at the heart of making it. I, I was hoping you were going to keep, uh, keep talking and give me more time to think of something, uh, profound and insightful to, to say in response. You know, sometimes you, sometimes you read something and you just, you know, you wish that you had that clarity of insight to have written it. But I think that it was such a, a kind of, you know, such an artful, triumvirate of insights into our relationship 
our understanding of the world, right? I mean, both those, all, all three of those statements are 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 profound. The the first that faith is the way to knowledge, and I I, I guess part of what that is is about humbly recognizing that we don't build our entire personal understanding of reality from first principles, right? I mean, you think of kind of the flat earther movement, right? And, and what's interesting is it's not like I've ever done the experiment to determine for myself that the, the earth is round. I, 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 I believe it. I think, I think the, uh, the, the philosophers call it uh, a true belief. I believe it. It's also true. Right, right. And so, but, but, uh, but I know that, right. I but I have Tokyo that knowledge. Exists. I've never seen and it. And there is a kind of faith, um, an unrecognized faith behind most of what we, of what we know. And so, you know, then, and, and so, okay, that's obviously true when you think about it. Yeah, most things I know, I haven't verified myself. I'm just taking it on faith. But then it does create this 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 marvelous, you know, seeming contradiction that, well, in order to know anything better, we need to begin with doubt. Because if we assume that, you know, everything is already perfectly known, then then the project is complete. But instead we're like, well, no, there's obviously like we live in the minute we live in the midst of this global pandemic. Clearly this isn't the future we intended to arrive in. So right. there must it, be yeah, so yeah, yeah. much of our understanding of the world and some of the biggest challenges in the world and the risks that we face that we are missing. And and to begin down that path that you need to start doubting. You say, okay, so what have we been missing? What have we misunderstood? What are the things that are real that we haven't been paying attention to? And so immediately we kind of form this contradiction in ourselves that most of what we know we've taken on faith but now we've discovered that that working knowledge isn't good enough. So we need to start going back to the things that we've taken on faith and I guess ask, is, should I investigate some of this stuff for myself and maybe see if I can come to the truth, which it seems somehow we've been missing. There's, there's, a, there's a big assumption that we've all just taken for granted. We've all been working with it. And now reality has shown that that assumption was too strong. So now I need to go back to this giant body of faith that I possess about what is and try to figure out where in that did I make the mistake that did not take the risk of a global pandemic seriously enough. And Newbegin was a fan of Kuhn's work and the, the structure of scientific revolutions, right? And in that book, Kuhn kind of argues what happens is you have these paradigms. And, you, and the, again, the paradigm is kind of taken on faith and trusted until someone has doubt and critical inquiry that, that exposes something the paradigm can't do, right? So you can't get directly from Einstein to Einstein from Newton. You have to make some leaps of faith and, 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 some, and, and, and engage in some critical doubt. And once you do, everything in Newton's paradigm can be explained in Einstein's and expanded. So I think this is how scientific revolutions work. This is how personal revolutions work, right? Like when we have a reigning paradigm that we're experiencing life through, uh, maybe it's a, a tradition or some kind of 
a philosophical perspective and a combination of all those things. And yet somewhere you realize through existential stuff, through, through doubt, through critical reflection, wow, there's some holes in my paradigm here. You know, it's, it's not worthless. It's gotten me somewhere. And yet I've got to have, it's, it's like the, the doubting and the critical inquiry allows us to take the knowledge that we had, we came about through faith and trust. So yeah, constructive force. And rework it. That, so that it's part of a, a, a back of, to these of, sort of more, three statements. You know, faith is the way to knowledge. Doubt is the way to the truth. Certainty is the way to, to nihilism. I guess it seems to me that kind of the argument is that the first two statements sort of work together. That, you know, our faith in what is needs to have, we need to kind of hold that knowledge provisionally, right? It's kind of, it's knowledge that that works. You know, I believe that Tokyo exists. It's there. Nothing has ever happened in my experience that makes that yes. a bad piece of knowledge to hold. But I guess if something happened, you know, maybe that's a bad example. But but this idea of it needs to be provisional in order for that kind of healthy relationship between just taking things on faith and being willing to challenge knowledge when what I thought I knew doesn't seem to work well enough. And I guess that's then where you get to this third statement that certainty is the, the way to nihilism is if, if you're going to be, if you're not going to be provisional about it, if you're going to be absolute, that no, this is, this is, this is what is and nothing in my experience will ever lead me to doubt that. I guess, I guess the argument is, well, then in that case, you don't actually know anything. Yeah, you're, yeah. And you're one of only like three is, people you know, in the world kind of, it was obvious. He's thinking of Descartes, Descartes, right? Descartes wanted to sit in this <laughs> oven and just sit there, you know, big oven that you could sit in, you know, one of these bread ovens. Like, Well, I think he explicitly says this. He's thinking like that, you know, Descartes thinks, I'm just going to sit by myself in this little enclosure and see what I can know, certainly. And he gets, of course, to, I think, therefore I am, I'm a thinking substance. And then he tries to kind of go out from that stuff to get all these indubitable principles. And, you know, it's, again, this is a sort of, I think a Descartes here is sort of the opposite of what Nubian is commending, right? That, that he's sort of trying to eliminate the provisionality of his knowledge and thought process, right? Through coming to certain, certain axioma, axiomatic kind of first principles. And I, again, I just think that's going to either leave you with, you're going to become a nihilist because you're going to realize uh, certainty, there is no certainty. So there's nothing, nothing is meaningful. Or again, you'll just you'll slip into a non-provisional sort of certainty of something false. Like you'll embrace something that's provisional and treat it non-provisionally so that it can kind of keep you warm at night. And so both of those things, I think, really just crush the human endeavor and condition I, yeah, I, to thrive and know and journey and experience. Because if, if you know that that kind of certainty is going to kind of play out in one of and I guess ways, you know as right? I listen to and that's why I think this dance between game, faith and doubt. There's kind of a background or, 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 question. Real human flourishing, which is it's not through an embrace of certainty. How many working models of reality are allowed to coexist? I guess what I mean by that is, you know, I'm a political scientist, right? So you could think of, in the U.S. context, Democrats and Republicans, right? Very different working models of reality. But it's actually possible to, like, I go through life and I, it, it, it works for me even though, you know, my knowledge and my doubts are very different from yours. Um, I can think in geopolitics, you know, China is a working model and, and the U.S. is a working model, um, perhaps. <laughs> but, but, you know, so, but you kind of, I, 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 I think this is, 
you know, this is the the thing that is is hard <laughs> yeah, less to so, less so. come to grips with is that okay if 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 we need to have a kind of provisional hold on what we know, are we saying that it's possible to kind of figure out you know multiple very different pictures of you know what is knowledge and what is truth, or is it sort of like there are many paths? There are many kind of, you know, working models that don't collapse. Or is it something to say like, no, 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 no. There's there's one real thing. The challenge is that it's we just can't hold it directly. And so we kind of need to, you know, approach it from many different ways. How did I know you were going to do that? Yeah, I think traditions that can't traditions that live. I think if, I'll just give a religious example, right? There are reasons people are Christians, Jews. Yeah, I just I, I can expand it, but like there are reasons why people are Christians, Muslims, Jews, Buddhists, Hindus, um, and that we don't have a really hard time finding people that worship Thor, except maybe in a Marvel Universe movie or something. But you know, people aren't worshiping Zeus anymore or Thor by and large in a global way, like these because those traditions lost their ability to evolve and understand the world. It's like religious traditions that, that, that stay thriving in the late modern world are ones that a can evolve, right? So they, they can incorporate science and new insights from science and philosophy and things like that. And also there are traditions that can engage each other, right? So that, so that living traditions tend to be able to evolve and incorporate new ideas. And again, it's the faith down thing and they're able to learn from one another in other traditions. And I think that's true in, by political philosophies, right? There are reasons why certain political movements go on in existence and some die out, right? Because they lose their ability to evolve. They lose their ability to, their explanatory power for organizing for the good life. And so I think, again, traditions that, that, that thrive are ones that will be able to evolve, learn from others, engage others, so that everybody's looking for the whole. Because that's the only way. There's no... There's no place to get to the whole outside of the tradition and, and sort of worldview and things you have. Like there's no view from nowhere, right? Everybody's viewing from someplace. And, and again, healthier traditions are, able, are ones that are able to learn from others. Again, doubt, reinvigorate themselves, get new lenses on the world, right? And that's, why, that's where traditions become healthy and, and become viable and, and evolve and help us see the world in new ways. It's, it's, on, it's ones that can't do that. I, um, that I, yeah, will become cul-de-sacs and eventually just, there is something about the, you know, it's like, it's like sort of a stagnant swamp. You know, there's no, uh, there's no like an, water an moving evolutionary view to knowledge and truth. And that sort of more is being uncovered and discovered. I mean, maybe, maybe one way to think about it is that, you know, as one, as one approaches these giant words like knowledge and truth, what's, What's our sort of deep bias? Are we kind of, are we imagining we live in a world where um, sort of, how to, how to put it, that everybody has an opinion or opinions exist about all knowledge um, and, and, and all truths. And, sort of it's, it, and so it's a debate about whether we've got it right because it's all on the table. Or is the human condition more that Actually, you know, what we know 
and what we know to be true is is just a a tiny subset of knowledge and truth you know at at best we have knowledge of the things that we've done and the things that we've tried as a civilization right but then but then we try something new what happens when we become a billion people or 8 billion people you know what happens when the whole economic model goes this way what happens when you know and 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 these are all new questions about reality for which there there we don't know yet and so it and 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 maybe i think that's part of part of the the mistake is we kind of we approach everything new with the assumption that it's already known when sometimes we have to recognize that well this is totally new and so we we just have to go on a journey to discover you know what's and this is what i think is is at the heart of the base camp ethos right because it doesn't the base camp gather can, gatherings which we've got a great one coming up this week. Um, this, it, this does not presume that we all have to have the same presuppositions coming in. It presumes that we all uh, are on a journey and, and we can learn each, from each other and bring our traditions and bring our lenses and our doubts and critical questions and get a, get a bigger description of what's real together and make new maps together and find meaning together. But it doesn't, it's great because it doesn't require we agree on everything. In fact, the real fruitful thing to it is that we we don't all agree on everything, right? That we all we're all coming from different journeys, different traditions, different disciplines, different yeah, parts yeah, of I the think, world. I think that's right. Different cultural that, frameworks. This, that's where of, we're going to get a bigger picture. You know, this tension between true, faith and, and, and doubt. And expand um, the you know another beauty of the faith. Another doubt. way to express it is pursuit of the truth. You know, is is life a discovery or a debate? And and I think for me that's the you know base camp is 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 a metaphor for the human condition. I think that I think that life is much more like and and the human journey where we are right now is much more like being yeah. at base camp yeah. than being at the summit. I mean the summit is something very different, very far away. We don't even you know we don't all quite agree that you know, is that where is that the summit and and how would you get there? Um, but you know a place to come together. Um, you know, before yeah. and after journeys of discovery and share what we've discovered, you know, not in an absolutist way. Right. Because, but, but our experience was we tried this path and our experience was that is, is profoundly enriching for everyone at base camp. If, if you recognize that that is where we are, you know, if, if you think that, no, 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 I'm on the summit. Right. So I know my journey is done and, and the task for me now is to convince everyone else that that the work to understand what is yep. is done. You just don't get it yet, right? <laughs> and I think I think that's where a lot of um, a, a lot of the just the the present day conflict around you know truth and fake news and social media is 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 yeah, yeah. you know we're all debating yeah. with our certainties. We're all standing on our summits. And say no, no, no! You don't get it. When you know, when in fact, what we've what we've misunderstood is where we are. Okay, I get it. Certainty is the way to nihilism. I, I, I didn't quite understand that, but now I think I do. Yeah, see, see you at base camp, Scott. It'd be great to have you there. Oh, right. Thanks for listening to the Atlas Project. We'd love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line or send us a message on Facebook. 
If you really like what we're doing, please rate us on iTunes and write a review. It helps so much as we're just getting off the ground. Thanks for listening and facing the new world with us.